0: Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of the Life Lab Podcast. It's been a while since we last recorded since Everett's been in LA. I've obviously been still here in Seattle and uh, we thought now with coronavirus what better time to fire up the mics again. Um, This is our first episode ever trying to do uh, over the phone or video chat so bear with us while the audio probably isn't up to to standards. Um, we talk about all things coronavirus, of course. Um, how can we not? We especially discuss how how relationships will be affected by the coronavirus, whether that be for couples, uh, roommates, maybe new, new relationships that are just getting started. We talk about ways to improve cohabitating with another person, um, Everett talks about the carnivore diet, which which he's seen a lot of improvements on, which he's really liking. And then we just talk get into some other things and, and how businesses are going to be affected and, and how being disciplined is going to be important. Hope you guys like this episode of the Life Lab podcast. And thanks for listening and stay safe.
1: When did the bars close there and restaurants? The bars and
0: restaurants closed in Seattle, I think, on Monday. I want to say Mm -hmm. Monday it was was either Sunday or Monday. Are
1: are things open in like Redmond?
0: I think it's statewide. I'm pretty sure. Or it's either statewide or it's King, um, Snohomish County, and then Pierce County, I think okay at least so
1: yeah i've just been curious about because i'm curious about it when we go back to la we think we're gonna drive back this weekend it's like how I, I just don't know how widespread the the closures are you know because you imagine in some like small town 75 miles outside of la like maybe they they're still normal.
0: Evan said that he's because he's obviously driving for UPS. He says he's driven by some places that are just open like normal. He's like Palmer's and Redmond was just popping off on like the next day after they announced the closures. He's like and he said that people in like Snohomish or like Bothell area are just having full on block parties (laughs) like those like neighborhoods and cul-de-sacs. It's like uh,
1: it's yeah it makes me want to
0: it's a hard balance because like you there are like I don't know if you've experienced this, but at least up here, like I experience I feel like I go through like waves of some days. I'm like, oh like this isn't that big of a deal. Like it's gonna, it's gonna resolve itself. Like I feel like we're making progress. And then like later in the day, I'm like, oh shit, the world's crashing. And like you're like, I'll like, oh, this is fine. It's all gonna be fine. It's gonna let's figure yourself out in like a month and then like you read something on Twitter and you're like, Oh shit, we're going to be like Italy in like two weeks or something like that. It's
1: yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like, uh, it kind of seems like, um, everybody's going through that like moments of like, this is kind of cool. And then moments of like, Holy shit, this is all I'm going to be doing for the next (laughs)
0: I've I've thought uh, I've been thinking about the time that people have and I, I think that this is gonna spawn a lot of entrepreneurship in the digital aspect. I think after two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand seven, I think that happened, and I think this is going to be another one of those times where uh, a lot of new businesses and entrepreneurship is going to, going to happen because of this, because people are going to have a lot of time to put efforts towards, um, building things that they weren't able to, obviously resources are going to be constrained, but I think that actually might be a benefit to some companies because they're, they're having to work with less things. And so they're going to get more creative on that. Um, I think I don't, it's just gonna be really interesting to see what, what does happen though.
1: Uh, I, uh, I keep seeing all the talk about how, what, like all the inventions and pieces of art that were created during quarantines in the past. Have you seen any of that?
0: No, I should though.
1: People have just been, you know, basically circulating, you know, stories validating like what you're what you're talking about, and all of a sudden people have a bunch of time and like freedom to like spend more time thinking about you know a specific project or or whatever. Um, people create pretty amazing things, but I think there's another side to it that I'm curious about, and that's just like the discipline of People managing their time. You know, remember I always used to say that. I used to say like, I wish I had more time. And then sometimes I'd be like, I need to build better habits so that I'm using my time. You know, for for those other things that are super incremental. I think it's it can be without discipline and the understanding that all tons of little baby steps lead to big accomplishments. It's really easy to go like, well, I'm not gonna like practice Spanish for 10 minutes a day because it's not you know it doesn't seem that impactful you know it takes like real commitment to to move the needle move the needle with a bunch of like small efforts and I, I don't know I feel like I got a little bit of a head start working from home for the last you know four months and it basically being my entry point into it like me already going crazy because she she hasn't had to do it you know like get up and shower and get dressed and act like you're getting ready to perform rather than like yeah. well i don't have to go anywhere so i might as well lay in bed until five minutes before my first call you know <laughs> like yeah. it shows yeah. if you do that
0: yeah it's uh that's i go back and forth on if i if i want to like get dressed or if i just want to wear my bathrobe to like 2 2 p.m <laughs> uh, yeah it, it kind of depends on the day um I've, uh, I think maintaining those habits that you had in your normal day, obviously you have to adjust those for living at home and living with others. But I think that's important. Like I've been trying to do at least, uh, working out at least every other day, um, just a home, home workouts, um, whether it be yoga, there's been a ton of free, resources, which has been really great to see some of those the apps and digital companies that are, are releasing. Um, uh, we should list a bunch of the ones that, that you like um, in the show notes and stuff like that. But I've been using Down Dog. Uh, it's a yoga app. Um, it's been pretty solid. And they just made everything free, I think, through end of March. They might even extend that later. Um, Headspace has released a bunch of content specific to dealing with uh, COVID-19 and just being at home and being in quarantine. I haven't looked into any of those resources, but I'll probably explore them at some point.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Is there anything that, that you've been using?
1: Um, I mean, Headspace was the big one. Um, same deal. I haven't looked into their, I think it's called their, um, weather the storm. Yeah. Um, pack or something like that um i've seen a bunch but there haven't been a ton latched on to you know in something that i saw that's cool is a couple of the yoga instructors um that i've met around la are doing their classes via instagram live and just like suggesting that people venmo them for their classes You know, like you don't have to, but like, I'd really appreciate it if you did. Um, And then those classes are like a lot cheaper, you know, like the place that I went to a few times, hyper slow. I think their classes are 25 bucks, but like the instructor is like, if you can Venmo me 10 bucks, like it it helps, you know? Um, So that's not a free service, but it's kind of some ingenuity and kind of resourceful. I think that's cool. And then I saw that a lot of people actually did it and paid her as like, seem like a, a lot of people. Um, and I'm seeing that from a few, um, instructors, in, but then I'm seeing technologies do something, which I think is kind of savvy is like, if you're using maybe a basic model of a service, like a zoom or like a Google Hangouts, like if you're a G suite enterprise customer and you're using like a basic service, they're saying, we're going to give you premium service until the COVID, uh, thing is over which obviously sounds great and it's generous but what it really does is it exposes these companies to all their yeah. products to get them locked in and i know that you know it's just like the freemium model so on one hand it's generous and it's empathetic on the other hand you've got a lot more people using your products now and then maybe in two three months they go ah, i guess we'll pay for it because it, it made things a lot easier
0: Yeah, I think uh, that is a really interesting, interesting point. I think it's, it's smart and generous at the same time. Um, Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to know if enough people donate to those yoga instructors and people who are doing those types of classes and online things and who are asking for Venmo's and online donations, if they're going to actually make more money from that, because they can reach a larger audience at one time and then they might just start closing down their studios, maybe not close them down, but, start shifting some of the normal classes to those. I think a big part of yoga and and some of those classes is the group mentality of seeing other people sweating and struggling while you're struggling too. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
1: I do think that there could be some people that, um, maybe make more money because, you know, I don't know how like the taxes work or, you know, how a yoga instructor gets paid via a studio, but, you know, it's just like a barbershop. It's like some barbers are more popular than others. Some yoga instructors are more popular than others. So, you know, one instructor go from a class where, you know, 20 people are paying the studio $25 and then they get paid however they get paid to like Now you could have like a hundred people paying $10 per class. Like you said, how does that, how does that map out in the future? But, um, I, uh, I did, um, I did Venmo my barber for my my next haircut. So my barbershop in Queen Anne opened a location in San Diego And so one of the things I was looking forward to doing this weekend was getting my hair cut. It's like, yeah, your hair's long like my hair's never been this big. Like, look at this. That's um, right. So I was excited. to. to <laughs> this is day, day two long. of the quarantine. And I'm, I look like a, the fucking total walkie or something i'm sure
0: but, um, you've seen some of the the instagrams or some of that but uh yeah i, I posted this on my snapchat of like how girls are gonna we're all gonna know what girl's actual like hair looks like uh in like right. two months and
1: yeah um, well i thought you know, about like, you actually for one of the few people i know that can cut their own hair you've got Diesel a barbershop there.
0: open for business <laughs>
1: Hey, dude, if you come to Palm Springs, maybe I'll I'll get it right out there just to get a haircut.
0: Yeah, dude, I'll I'll get you nice.
1: Um, But I'm seeing all the barbershops say like, hey, you know, we're not getting paid in the meantime, right? We're independent contractors. um, And so if you had an appointment that you had to cancel, you know, it would make a huge difference. um, If you could prepay and then obviously we'll send you a gift card so that when it... Um haircut today. I kind of that guys that have hours a day of haircuts, like every single haircut counts, you know, that they're losing. So it's been weird to do this it's so deep mom and pop restaurants too. It's like it's gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt a lot of people. Yeah. I've been thinking um, a lot about how to how to support people without you know taking too much risk myself.
0: Yeah. That's a that's kind of the been what I'm thinking a lot about too is how do you help without uh, overreaching on your own. Um, and yeah, I think it's just providing support, making sure people are staying in contact. Um, but I think it's a lot of it's just going to come down to money uh, at some point. Um, and I know that the feds trying to offer like a thousand or $2,000, but like in Seattle, that just pays for your rent. <laughs> uh, well, at I home.
1: It, I don't know how the, 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 what are they calling it? Um, eviction, eviction. Forgiveness. They're and doing like it for two, two months, I think 60 days. Two months. I mean, I could go a long way assuming that people get their jobs back, but I do think that a lot of businesses that I think where I'm starting to feel some sense of responsibility is thinking about small businesses that aren't going to see our revenue, but that can still do things. So like, you know, our favorite little sushi spot around the corner in LA, like we need to be doing takeout so that they still get some revenue and they can keep some chefs. Um, Kind of the mindset of think about businesses that you'd be eager to visit once this is all over. Make sure you can you're thinking about what you can do in the meantime because those people don't have, you know, parent companies and huge stock reserves to 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 take care of um, all their employees. Thirty two thousand people in Vegas have already been go from the, um, like the the culinary union. Chefs um, and I think maintenance people from restaurants 32,000 people. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Wow. I saw it's, one, day, it's day two of the shutdown today. Bars from Sunday night, only day two. Like, wow. Imagine what happens by you know
0: two weeks, three. a month.
1: Yeah. God. Anyway,
0: I, I saw some guys tweeting, he was like, if you're a restaurant. <laughs> Obviously, you're doing takeout and delivery, but he was like, Do if you can do like meal, like, um, like meal planning. So, like, you're giving people like meals for like lunch, like a HelloFresh style thing for like the week. And so, you pick up your meals like every other day or every two days or something like that, or once a day. And they just it's like a subscription service, honestly, like that. Um,
1: yeah. That's a really interesting idea. You know, um, what's his name? Uh, the original CEO and founder of Uber, Kalanick, his whole business now is called Cloud Kitchens. And it's basically just white label kitchens that can can do whatever you want them to. They can serve communities or they you can use them for like uh, catering company events And so it's not like you have to go to a restaurant um, and use catering, but you can use it it, in a weird way. like kitchens on demand, like Mm -hmm. cloud kitchens. (laughs) It's exactly what it's like. Uh, Yeah. I I couldn't imagine how cool it would be if like you could go to your like local Thai spot and have them, you know, like I want three days of meals. That's something that's not on their menu, but if they offered people would be into it
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that'd be super interesting and it'd be really cool if like a couple of restaurants came together so that let's say you're getting one dish of like thai one of like american food and then like another of uh, i don't know italian or some of that and that way you're getting like a variety of, of food and whatever you could do all the things you want with that. But it'd be interesting if like small restaurants came right. together as like a mini conglomerates to offer you variety within like a, a plan like that. Want to go into the restaurant? business? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm sure we'd be successful like everyone else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be
0: fine. That was a great time to get um, in. Yeah. Um.
1: So let's see. Uh, I'm curious cause I, this has already had an impact on Mia and I, but what do you think this is going to do to, you know, relationships, you know, speaking, we can obviously speak about like yours and mine, but even, um, thoughts on new couples, new roommates. That's an interesting one. Yeah, new roommates. I feel like so many roommate dynamics rely on the fact that certain people aren't home often.
0: yeah seriously everything is just going to be magnified no matter what um and, and i was talking with jenna i was like for for a lot of like new couples and for new roommates and and even old old people who've been together for a long time i think it's really important to try and set boundaries and to set expectations like hey like i need this this time for me um i want to watch these specific shows and like just being extremely patient with each other um but i think setting those types of expectations of what you are you're expecting and what you want in by being together so much um i think is really important so that in weeks three and four and five, potentially you're not wanting to rip each other's hair out. Um, hopefully you're not all, hopefully people aren't there already. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I get like, like what happens if you break up or if you, or if your roommates and you're just like, this is not working. I fucking hate you. I got to move out. Like, Oh my God. Like it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And I was thinking, okay, it's either gonna it's either gonna cause a lot of issues like that to happen, where people are gonna be divided and move away and get frustrated with each other and, and lose a lot of relationship loss, or it's going to bring those people together because it's a shared experience of having to go through this together, and so people are going to be a little bit more um, cooperative because of the force situation. I I don't know which way it'll go. I, I, as a little bit of an optimist, I tend to think it's going to go more towards the shared experience. And it's going to bring those people together more so than anything else, um, Mm -hmm. than the opposite. But I mean, I can see some disaster stories like, like Jenna's like Jenna's younger sister just got out of a relationship that that was like a long-term relationship, like two weeks ago. Like, I mean, that's good, good timing that they got out of it then. And like, they're not in it like now, like that could have been like having to navigate that. And there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of other couples who are, who are going through that type of same situation right now. And they're like, well, I got to move out or, or like, what, like, what if you broke up? and but now you're quarantined and so like you can't even like get new place anywhere like and so then you're stuck it's it's crazy i don't know what are your thoughts
1: i have i have a lot of thoughts on it i was kind of looking up some um um something that thinking about i think it could go both ways i think there's something um that is, uh, something like there's some. Oh, we lost him. him.
0: Yeah. There he is. You're back.
1: I him, yeah. Um, I do think there's some sort of primal response that we have. Might going in and out.
0: Yeah. A little bit. You're getting, you're coming back on real fast though.
1: Mm. It's like the nine 11 ef- effect when something tragic happens it's like for a moment that we're reminded like y'all are all, all really in this together we all really do lie on each other without really being grateful for it every day whether it's like you know the checker at the at the grocery store it's like the grocery stores are never closing right now like those people all of a sudden are so important and yeah. <laughs> you know, we went to the bar Sunday night here because we were just thinking, like, I wonder what it's going to be like in Vegas. Like, people are going out to the bars, and we're like, all of a sudden, you're talking to your bartender, and you're just like, man, you just want to ask how he's doing, and you want to leave a big tip. Um, like with the 911 thing, I think it made everybody. You know, Joe Rogan always talks about this, but like, people in the streets were just happy to see each other. And appreciate the fact that we're in a country that's like safe and generally pretty friendly. And we were on a walk today and at the park yesterday. Every single person you see is like, hey, how's it going? Hey, like, you know, eye contact, like, really appreciating community. I do believe that that'll down to all of our, you know, personal or even, you know, um, extended relationships where you're just wondering, how are people doing? Um, and, I think the big thing about that is, is empathy. So hopefully in, in our because you never know when you're and there's nothing more fulfilling than helping someone else when, when they need it. Uh, So I think there's all the jokes about, you know, driving each other crazy and all that. But at the end of the day, when you're quarantined, One of the best things about it, having someone to be quarantined with.
0: (laughs) That's very true. That's very true.
1: Um, I think it'd be a bad time to to break. I think even this even happened with Kobe the other day. You mentioned all the people saying hi to you when, when Kobe passed away, it was the same way in LA there's something that tragedy does. It makes us go, ah, this all could be over real fast, and so much of the things that we all care about really really don't matter, like what's most important to the people around you and your health if it is such a gift so hopefully it it drives more more good than bad.
0: Is there anything you and Mia are doing to like keep your relationship strong and make sure that you guys don't drive each other crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you some of the things that Jen and I are doing. Uh, We're just being, I'd say we're being like more ridiculous and just like goofy just in in general. Like, I don't know, like yesterday we were just like throwing oranges. Like we were like throwing oranges at each other, like behind the back and like over the head and like from the kitchen to like where she was sitting. And we're doing like, both laying on the ground, like our apartment gets like a tiny bit of sunlight. And so we're both like sunbathing on like, the like a little patch of sun that we get in our apartment
1: to get some vitamin D. Like a D. dog would do it would find like the sunny floor <laughs> yeah. the and lay on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, uh, doing some just silly dances and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just, uh, Jenna, Jenna was teaching me a card game yesterday and, I was getting competitive and she was like, should we not play this card game because you're going to get competitive and not want to lose to me. And I was like, no, 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 It's good. It's good for me to learn how to, how to take a loss, but it was, it was funny. So those are some of the things that like we've been doing, obviously uh, music and TV shows and, and we've been reading a lot for sure too. Um, yeah. So those so, are some things we've been doing.
1: So I feel like so how many days are you guys into this? Like, when did you start deciding it's time to stay home or because I'm curious how different we are for us. This is day two. Like Sunday, we were out and about Saturday night. We went bowling. <laughs> uh, we're just started. So I'm curious how into this. You feel you are.
0: So we were told to at Amazon we were told to work from home on like the sixth or the fourth of March. So probably two about two weeks ago is when I started working from home, and then then Jen and I went to Cross, which was that music festival. And we, I think we might have went to the last music festival before any of them got shut down because festivals be were the getting all time, dude. shut down while we were at the festival we were like thank god like it's not gonna be closed um and we got back on monday and then been worked work from home ever since that was last that was last week yeah last week so it's been
1: when was when did when did jenna's work from home mandate start was that last monday
0: uh it started this monday so her last day was on her last day was this monday but her her monday was a teachers only day. So kids weren't even supposed to come into the class. So it kind of worked out well for that.
1: Yeah. So we're kind of similar. Um, obviously I was already working from home in LA and then the Google offices slowly started down. Um, and they were based down by last Wednesday. And then Mia got her email to work from home, probably on Wednesday as well. And then she gets to see her, her parents, so we're like, oh, let's just drive out to Vegas for the weekend, and it'll be, like, fun. But we are not, we weren't thinking Vegas wow, was going to shut down. We weren't thinking LA was going to shut down either. We were like, we're just going to go for the weekend, come back Monday or Tuesday, and then go out to San Diego Thursday, being today. And so our whole thing is a little different now, and then to, like basically quarantine here, so like I'm being in quarantine like with Jenna at your mom, like at your parents' house. Like I was talking, yeah. it's a little it's just different, you know. Um, so, um, so it's only day two. Um, we're we're joking around like all day yesterday. I was like, day one. We just got to make it through day one today. Oh my God, there's only one day. Um, but Jenna will.
0: On, on that general general will come up to me and she'll just like hug me and like for like jumping up and down she'll be like six more weeks of this six more weeks of this oh yeah yeah it's
1: hilarious so, so we've been so we've been exactly the same like we've been for silly. like we always joke about you know i think there's a funny dynamic every day mia's got to leave for work and i have to stay home and I'm, I'm working but i get to be home so she's always jealous and we're always like man Sometimes we wish on a Wednesday morning we could just lay out and watch a movie together. There he goes. We're joking now that we kind of got what we did. So, a lot Your
0: You're You're dropping a little bit.
1: I wonder what's happening.
0: All right, i think you're back at least for for now
1: yeah so it's just pretty silly uh, we've been fucking around like no it's like so i walk into the backyard and she's got a bunch of cinder blocks i'm like doing squats with cinder blocks <laughs> Mia's is like laughing at me but it's like what am i doing to work out i was like grab that small rock over there so we're like being super silly backyard, like doing jumping jacks and like throwing a tennis that and can makes you feel like a kid it's like you have this weird freedom but there's nothing you do so you end up looking around the house and you like grab a thing that's sitting there and start playing with it or yeah you know, we did a silly thing yesterday like I think I'm a, I have a little bit more of an imagination than the two of them here so I was like, hey, you guys want to do a little contest? And we found two seven-pound dumbbells in the garage, and her mom also had a, a ten-pound kettlebell, so we've been like using that as much as we can. So I go, we're gonna do a, a static weight timed test, and they're like, he yeah, was like, what? What? What is that? So I was like, we're gonna test how long we can hold the dumbbell straight out, mm-hmm. or just do a contest, like you and I start the count of three she used the seven pounder. I used the 10 pounder and we held it out, you know, for as long as we could go. Uh, and it sounds, you know, uh, but then your arm gets really tired, really fast. You're just like screaming, just like, ah, so like, yeah, just so randomly finding fun stuff to do everywhere. Um, we ran a bunch of friends at the park yesterday, which is kind of, kind of fun. We've been playing basketball. We're going to play some tennis if the weather holds up. Um, but uh, we keep screaming we keep like, sleepover. Sleepover! Because <laughs> you're just... I don't know. You just... You're going to start like making forts. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I want to do that. Um, a lot of the people here... Um, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a Vegas thing or if it has to do with the weather, but a lot of people have like garages here that they hang out in. Like where they set up a table and chairs and just like hang out and like the neighbors walk by and come over and like. will You keep dropping.
0: Are you in your phone or in your, on your laptop?
1: I'm on my laptop. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Uh, the Wi Fi has been kind of iffy here, but I kind of want to do that in the garage here. Go like clean it out and put like, you know, some like beach chairs and just like sit in there and do random things because you have time. It's like, gotta be creative. So, anyway, to answer your question, yeah, a lot of the same stuff, but I'm really excited to see what it's like when we get back to LA where we're in a different space. The quarters aren't as big, right? It's basically bedroom and living room. Um, her, like, right now I'm in like Mia's childhood bedroom. She's downstairs in the living room. She's on a call. Meanwhile, her mom is like cooking and the two dogs and a cat are running around. So it's like enough distraction here to where it doesn't feel that crazy. So I think when we get back to LA, we're going to be like nowhere to go. So it'll be a test. We might have to get a little bit more deliberate about survival tactics.
0: <laughs> I've heard of people taking like a sheet. <laughs> And like close, like, uh, push pinning a sheet in between, like, uh, as like a divider in like their, yeah. their like room and like, s- like push pinning it to the ceiling <laughs> to give some just yeah. dividance.
1: My freshman year in college, my buddy and Micah and I shared the master bedroom at this rental house we had. And, uh, we put up a privacy curtain. <laughs> Good old college days. It was just like, just between us. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, we're just going to see. It feels was, fun you, so far.
0: You mentioned something about, uh, we just want to watch like a, a movie on like a Wednesday. Like I was thinking like for the people who are more like homebody type people who don't like, like to go out and do a, a bunch of activities and things like that. Are they, dying to go out and do activities right now or are they like living in heaven like yes now we have a real excuse to just stay at home and watch netflix all day and like not have to like go worry about being social or we have no obligations like is are those people enjoying the not having to i don't know if they've ever felt guilty about it but not being able to do that with uh, no strings attached or are they kind of or are they kind of like oh man well now I have to be here I kind of want to go and get out of here I I was thinking about Jen and I were talking about that the other day
1: yeah I don't think they're dying to get out I think they're in a sense like proud that they're already good at this they're like <laughs> I can do this all the time it's the rest of you that are going to suffer who don't know how to deal with, you know no distractions or you don't like reading or you don't like being by yourself. Um, I think it's, it's those of us that are, that like running around are going to be the ones that go crazy, you know? Um, But there's a little bit of a, a little bit of envy, I think, for the people that you, you already know, love just a simple time and are easily amused and can pull up like any show on Netflix. Oh yeah. I've got three weeks to catch up on game of Thrones. Like I don't really love kind of shows, you know, neither does Mia same with movies. It's like, we're really picky. So like we're staring at Netflix, like what? Okay. Now we have all this time. What are we going to watch? Like, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think the homebodies now are are getting the last laugh. They're all happy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I what I what I what I thought too. But that's a that's an interesting perspective on uh, laughing at the those of us who want to go out and run around. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I, I thing I want to get out real bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, us too. We're we're thinking we like Target and Walmart are open here, and like we need like some more eggs so like it's like an activity now to be like you want to go to the store and like maybe see what we can find at target like find some nerf guns or a puzzle while we get our eggs that's like an activity for us later today
0: (laughs) yeah it's uh have you ever heard of uh (laughs) Like famous people, like I read this article about Rory McIlroy. He's like, "What do you like to do when like you're home and you're not playing in a golf tournament?" He's like, "I like to go to the. He's like, "I like to go to Whole Foods and go to the grocery store and just shop for dinner and stuff like that." He's like, "That's what I really enjoy doing." It's uh because yeah, well, it's uh, you're
1: pulled away from that. All you want is the simple things in life.
0: Yeah, so it's funny. Um, uh, I, there were some. There's some things that I was thinking about on like kind of what Jen and I have kind of done to help, I think, our just living situation. Um, just kind of like brighten up the day as much as possible. We, I already told you a little bit before we started recording about changing our like living living quarters to making it as livable and enjoyable to be around as possible for both of us while also creating separation. So like we, we moved, changed around one of our rooms to make it a much more enjoyable to be in, added a lot more light in there. And then, cause that's where Dennis is in the second room right now, like I'm in our, our living room. We bought like a, a bunch of flowers. Um, so to, to brighten up that. Um, so I think just like those like small touches, like bringing out maybe some old pictures that you might have and putting those around. Um, I, those are some of the things that, that, that we've done. Um, I'm, I got out my old MacBook from 2009, which has like God, an, an absurd amount of just old songs on it. I'm going to start getting real nostalgic and playing a bunch of music. I used to listen to in college and, and stuff like that, that I used to download off of, off of like, hot new hip-hop.com and
1: yeah,
0: all the stuff mix. like that yeah so those are some of the the little things that like we've done um to kind of really just like
1: the idea of right now redes- redesigning the space or keeping it fresh even if it's you know buying some flowers and plants or moving some chairs around that's definitely something i want to do when we get home just because you know like you said you're designing your space to be in it all day rather than just for like certain periods i definitely want to do that when we get back i'm excited i mean i already liked that i was one of those who would like every once in a while be in the bedroom be like change it around you know and inevitably change it back but um
0: i always do do that but I always wanted to do it at like 11 o'clock at night. And then I'm up to like 2 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, like yeah. living, moving furniture around. I, I remember doing that at my parents' house and my mom, like one time came in and checked on me at like one 30 in the morning while like, I'm just moving like my beds in the middle of the room, like my dressers on the other side. she's like, what are you doing? You're like waking, waking us up. I'm like, I'm changing my room around mom. Don't and you, you understand? Do
1: all at once. You can't just like yeah. start and then like go to bed. Yeah. No, it's all at
0: once. For sure. Anyway, well, sorry.
1: I have one random thing to touch on that I I did not see coming. Um, that's created a bit of a, um, uh, I don't know, just a thing. But um, let's see. I think on the first Monday in, in March, not the first Monday. At some point, one Monday, I started the carnivore diet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it's been super easy in terms of – man, I think it must have been –
0: I'm going through our text.
1: I don't remember exactly when I started, but, um, you know, some of the challenges going into it were were like – Obviously, yeah, last week
0: of last week of February for you looks like
1: anyway sorry you know, Are you looking at the actual text? Yeah, was it the twenty fourth the twenty third
0: yeah, the twenty third
1: Okay, so I started Monday the twenty fourth so this next Monday will be the completion of my week. Um, okay. So Do you want to tell
0: people what the carnivore diet is it's for people who don't know?
1: Yeah. So I'm specifically doing, um, the carnivore, uh, you know, much like if anything, there's nuance to the restrictions, but basically only committing animal products. So tugs, um, tons of meat, um, and then very limited. You can have, some like hard cheeses. Um, I've really tried to limit that. Um,
0: you said dairy, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, limited dairy. There are people that say no dairy because you can find a lot of carbs in, in certain dairies and it makes it uh, too easy to cheat to be like, oh, I'm going to use brie or something that maybe has a bunch of sugar in it that you don't, you're not aware of or milks. Like so much milk is just like terrible and over-processed. Um, and, but then, and then you can have, you know, uh, carbless and, um, uh, spices that don't have like any calories in it. So basically that's, that's, that's it. You like wake up and all you can eat all day is, is meat and eggs, a little bit of cheese. Um, and so going into it, you know what I found is the restriction and like the discipline is super easy for someone like me. It's easy. Cause it's just black and white. It's like I, either I can have it or I can't. And I don't have to think about how much of something I should have versus should I not at all? So I, I'd be typically easy, you know, it'd be easy for me to justify like, making sweet potato fries but then potentially you like make too many of them or you eat too many of them or you make them in such a way that's like unhealthy but kind of with like with the potato diet it's like you can only eat so much meat you're done when you're full it's like it's it's just like the way it is and it's kind of the same way with eggs and so the discipline has been refreshingly it's been really easy so i've like you know i'm definitely getting more toned. of like burned a lot of fat in like the three weeks that I've been doing it for uh, three and a half. Um, but what has become, I think a part that's made that easy is me and I, most nights only have one meal or most days only have one meal together. Obviously that's dinner. And so it's super easy for me to get up and I can literally eat like eggs and like chicken sausage or eggs and like Ground beef. I could eat that every day the rest of my life. I just like it so much. Um, And so my lunches were easy. And then we were having to get creative for dinners, right? Like we made chicken cordon bleu, we made steaks, we went to sushi, and I'm like only having like the steak and
0: sashimi. Yeah.
1: Sashimi. Um, But now with this quarantine, we're having all meals together. So I can't just like be a schlep and just eat fucking eggs and bacon all day. It's like, she's like, I can't eat this all the time. Right. So, uh, that's become a thing in the last couple of days already. Um, you know, having to figure out variety and I'm at the point where I want to say like, listen, I'll just make eggs. You guys make whatever you want to make, because I don't, I don't want to be determining what we're eating every single night. Um, but that's gonna continue to be a little thing to, to deal with when, when you get home. Like it's it obviously feels good when people are accommodating, but there comes a point where like you don't want it to be about yourself. It's like that, you know so it, it makes actually feel for people that decide to be vegetarians or vegans because like that feeling of oh, we're making dinner plans. Well, let's see whatever it can have. Where can we go So everyone can eat you don't like that doesn't feel good
0: <laughs> yeah you're feeling like a burden which is never yeah, yeah. A, a good feeling you
1: feel like burden you don't want to limit the options you just don't you know i think some people are okay with that they don't they feel fine but for me it's like hey this is supposed to be just like a fun experiment where mostly i'm doing it like by myself and it's not infringing now i'm in a position where it's you know a whole family's involved and they had family of <laughs> Sunday we went over to someone's house on Monday and you know like everybody in the house is like so you're doing the carnivore diet and I'm like uh, yeah yeah i am <laughs> sorry you got any meat got any meat yeah yeah they literally made me a huge plate of meatballs which is fantastic i loved it
0: yeah that's great i uh speaking of meat i'm reading um uh oh, i'm blanking on his name right now um famous chef um he died um <laughs> recently wrote some books. Oh my God. Um, oh, dude, he used to do like a ton of drugs. Oh my God. How can I not know his name? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. <laughs> yeah. He's talking he, in this, in the book, he's talking about how he went to go interview at this really famous uh, restaurant and he's crushing this interview, crushing this interview. And then, it's this guy with this really thick Irish accent and the guy with the thick Irish accent, like leans in, leans in close to him at the very end of the interview. And, and he's like, Oh man, they're laughing. They're loving. Like, there's no way I'm not going to get hired at the very end. This guy with the thick Irish accent leans in. This is like, so what, what do you know about me? And, and the guy's like, what? and Anthony brain's like, what? I don't know anything about you. Like, like, excuse me, can you, can you repeat the question and the guy's like, kind of annoyed And what do you know about me and he like kind of whispers it and anthony bourdain's like well i could lie and say you're xyz great or i could say a make up something he's like well i'm just going to go with the complete honest thing and say sir i don't know anything about you <laughs> and the guys and the two interview people that are interviewing anthony bourdain they like look at each other and they like just give like a puzzled look and then you say, okay, like, thanks for, thanks for your time, et cetera. And like their mood totally changed. And Anthony Bourdain, so he's like walking out down the street later. And he's like, oh, he didn't ask me about what do I know about me? He asked, what do I know about meat? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. And so he like didn't <laughs> get the job. And he's like, he's like, I will never forget that one for like the rest of my life. It was such, it was yeah. such a funny story. Uh, anyways. Hilarious random side side note.
1: Yeah. I love a little connection like that. That's funny. Have you, uh,
0: has it, have you had any like stomach issues or any like negative side effects that you've, you've noticed or has it been pretty much positive?
1: Um, it's been surprisingly pretty positive. Um, so I, I tried to read up on, you know, the common issues people have, um, and kind of deficiencies people have. And the real common one is zinc and magnesium and like salt, sodium. And so I got a little supplement for that because I'm also like, up until two, you know, three days ago, we had a half marathon to run on April 5th. Um, so I'm training a lot. I'm like lifting and running a shit ton while doing diet. So it was a kind of an extra interesting experiment for me to say, can I survive? Well, not only survive, but like improve my performance. Um, so that was one of the things I wanted to make sure to address is get that supplement. Cause it, um, that can really drive a lot of things in your stomach, your immune system um, um, and, and energy levels. And so that was it. it but then um, making sure that I'm getting the right ratio, the right amount of, protein of fat you basically want it to be one-to-one which i'm sure you remember from your time doing keto it can feel kind of crazy you're like god i need to eat this much fat like yeah um but surprise you know and then the other thing is is diarrhea um and i've been really upset stomach yeah yeah like i've had like um a little bit but like nothing you know really problematic you know uh,
0: probably just your body's adjusting
1: yeah well uh, yeah one of the things i was reading about is like reading about like why people have energy issues why people kind of you know they talk about the keto flu cuz accidentally this is a, a, a ketogenic
0: kind flu. of doing keto yeah
1: yeah cuz i'm having no carbs like in keto you get your what 20 to 30 grams a day i'm having yeah. none um, obviously some is snuck in here and there with like a sauce or like a little bit, but I haven't eaten anything that's like considered carb on its own. Um, in three, I haven't had a vegetable in three weeks, which is bizarre. That's um, crazy. Going from someone who like stuffs a smoothie full of like spinach and kale and like avocado every day to like going to the grocery store and not even looking at fruit or, or veggies at all is pretty bizarre. Um. But uh, I think one of the things that's helped uh, kind of looking into it is, I think if you went from like a, you know, people always talk about transitioning from a standard American diet to something like this. I think that's a huge, you know, vast change. So your body adjustment period is going to be more intense. I was someone who already ate pretty clean and also fasted. And so I was kind of, I, I, I think... it it was possible that in many cases I was experiencing ketosis and my body had a little bit of practice using fat for energy. So I haven't had, I think some of that has helped me avoid some of the like transition pain that, that some people see, but I, I felt really Kind of ironically lucky, going okay. I'm eating steak and bacon and eggs every day for the last week and a half. When am I going to start feeling bad? You know, <laughs> that's run, funny. Run like eight miles one time I'm great. I feel like I could run eight more miles. Like this doesn't even make. Sense. So here I am. Now the next thing is okay. How long do I want to do this? I told myself I'd do it for 30 days. I'm almost at 30 days. What do I want to do after? Do I want to be kind of creative about reintroducing back in to the diet. Um, I'm a huge snacker. Like I love to snack. So I think it's helping me in this, this lockdown phase. Like I can't eat the snacks that are in this house right now. We go back to LA and the city's shut down for another two, three weeks. And all of a sudden we have snacks in the house and I'm not on
0: Dude, this it's bad.
1: diet, It could be bad. So
0: we crushed now. a full <laughs> We crushed like a Costco size thing of like goldfish, Jen and I did in like three or four days. Like I'm like I'm the same yeah. way. I snack if it's if it's invisible sight. I'm snacking, and so it's a. Yeah. Uh,
1: I went to grab a water out of the pantry the other day, and Mia's mom has a box of uh, frosted mini wheats, and it's just like open.
0: Oh, I yeah,
1: just to to <laughs> a handful. Of now those so good, but like that's one of those things where you talk about like portions. It's like that's not terrible. But like, I'm not going to grab five of them. I'm going to have like a handful. And then like an hour later, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have another handful. And That's all the goldfish. you consumed 900 calories in goldfish, you know, versus if it's not on the diet, it's it's zero. I am having a lot of vodka, though. I've hey, a you got to
0: live life. You got to you enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah. My only cheat has been vodka and... Tequila. I won't even drink wine because, like, a glass of wine has like five carbs per per glass. Um,
0: and, and unknown sugars, fun.
1: yeah. Yeah, and and no sugars. So like vodka. You know, when you're when you're running six to eight miles a day, and you're getting really good lifting sessions in almost every day, um, and you're only eating meat, it's actually a challenge to get enough calories. So it's been pretty. It's been pretty cool. I've had to like snack on like jerky or like beef sticks. But um, anyway, that it's been an interesting thing that has oddly become a factor in this quarantining situation. So I'm going to, I'm going to be making some decisions in the next week or two about what to do going forward. Yeah.
0: It seems like the kind of diet that is all or nothing really Uh it, I mean, call the carnivore app for a reason. You're you're either all in or you're or you're not. Um, not that you can't be heavily focused on meats and like vegetables or whatever you want to do, but it does seem like to get the true benefits of it, you got to be pretty dedicated to exactly only eating meats and animal products. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if you like reintroduce like vegetables. Like, how does that? how do you feel when you do that or
1: et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. It's as much as I don't want to, um, cause like it's exhausting having to figure out how to eat enough meat or animal products every day. There's part of me that just wants to say like, so glad to be done and just eat whatever I want or whatever. But I also feel like I have this, it's like a, a rare opportunity to see what happens if I, you know, see what happens as I strategically introduce some stuff. Like, I can't imagine that, like, you know, spinach or some things are going to have some, like, bad impact. And I know that I'm obviously benefiting from not eating things that I already know are bad. Like, I don't really ever need to eat chocolate or, like, ice cream. Or you'd be like, well, only... You know, there there's some weird things about like. Can't imagine how many times I've seen like a guac and like chips, and I'm just like, Mm. I can't have any of that. Like even without the chips, like any guac, it's weird.
0: That is Um, weird.
1: But it's like chips. I know I don't ever need. And being someone who struggles with like, you know, the portion size of like chips, it's like you know, what, what, what to do after this. So maybe I'll look into it. I think there's some, I think there's some guidelines. There's some like recommended ways to introduce and like um schedules to reintroduce things. So maybe I'll do that. Um, But definitely one thing that's, I I know there's something in this and the way that my body tolerates food. I haven't had an upset stomach like, one time since doing this and i've never felt bloated i've never felt like full i've always like literally every minute of this entire thing i felt like i could go outside and run a half marathon so like the energy and like the whatever it's doing to like you know i think the impact of like digestion on the body is a lot um so i, I there's there's been some benefit I'm feeling a lot better from the absence of something. And I'm not exactly sure what it is. That's the interesting thing.
0: Interesting. So you think it's just one thing that is maybe not just one thing, but you think there's something that you've cut out. That's giving you allowing you to have continuous energy and to just feel good
1: generally. Yeah. It's like, you know, just like with the ketogenic thing, it's like there's there's all those schools of thought, but there's like a couple, I think, popular ones. One is like, are people happy because of what they're not having? And then there's the other school going, you're happy because of what you are having, right? You're happy having so much protein and so much fat and your body fuels itself better doing that and more consistently that like certain people think that. But then there's the other people that actually say we're not supposed to eat vegetables and fruits like those are for animals and we're supposed to eat, you know, protein and fat. I don't really know. Like, I feel like I'm somewhere in between where we're the balance for all of it. But what I can fucking tell you is I've had more energy in the last three and a half weeks than I've had in a long time. And I just feel I feel great.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to say too because, like you said earlier, like you 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 exercise a lot, you do all the right things, you try and get enough sleep, you try and eat clean. Like, so it's not like you're going from like a shitty diet, no exercise, horrible sleep to then like, all right, like let's like try and make my life optimized. Like you're you're kind of just fine tuning versus a massive change. So that that's what's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah, that's been surprising. But I mean, it's pretty great. I mean, weren't you eating a lot of bacon when you did keto? Like,
0: yeah, I had a ton had of so bacon,
1: bacon. it's been absurd.
0: Ton of eggs, ton of uh butter. Uh, a ton of butter. Um a lot of olive oil, ton of olive oil. Um and like uh, you could go dairy heavy um so i would have like cheese um and it's like something like that but uh yeah a lot of a lot of meat products a lot of animal products and then like if i were having vegetables i'd be dr- like just dumping it with olive oil to get the fat levels up um do you, do you have do you have like i always the one of the the biggest benefit that i always felt for me off of keto was the the mental clarity that's what i really enjoyed the most out of anything it would be like i'm on like caffeine but i'm not on caffeine um do you have have you noticed like mental clarity at all like a notice effect yeah
1: i think what i've noticed noticed most (laughs) isn't it perfect to fumble your when you're talking about mental clarity um what i've noticed most is consistency like there's no there's no drop there's none of that like momentary like fog which i didn't experience a lot of but i think i would experience sometimes if i'd like break a fast and have like a big meal I'd feel like, ugh, I'd feel like kind of sluggish um, when I was eating kind of whatever I wanted. Um, whereas now I don't, I don't have that lull. So I would, it feels like I'm a little bit more clear-headed and sharp. But I think what I've noticed is that it's just it's stayed at what feels good without ever really having, um, you know, uh, a slump, you know, in that clarity know throughout the day or throughout a week
0: interesting have you had trouble sleeping at all
1: no i've slept i've, I've slept i've always been a, a pretty decent sleeper but i feel like i've slept pretty good i have felt rested um no no trouble sleeping i mean definitely the first couple nights in the back of my head i was like I'm scared that I'm gonna wake up with diarrhea in the middle of the night. <laughs> like I remember going to sleep a few times going, please no, please no. Um, because I'd like feel my stomach, you know, I think like three or four days in when my when I had probably drained all my glycogen stores, like my I felt something in my body. It was like I feel a little like my body's taxed for a couple of hours, like it's we're transitioning. So that night I was like, uh-oh, it's gonna happen. Um but it, but it never happened. But, um, I was going to say something else. Um, I feel less hungry, um, which is kind of weird. It's like, you know, you need to eat, but I, I don't I rarely feel like super hungry. Oh, this is what I was going to say. So I have obviously elected to Continue drinking, and for the most part, that's been vodka sodas. I've had so many fucking vodka sodas in the last three weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm like sick of them. But when you have like no carbs in your system, like nothing else, if you drink too much, that fucking hangover is terrible because you can't get up in the morning and have like a breakfast burrito or a breakfast. Oh, sandwich. yeah. Or something that's just like so pleasing that like your hangover starts to go away, or like I love to get like Sprite or something like that. I basically have to wake up and all I can have is like coffee, eggs, and then whatever. <laughs> Sounds like, terrible. Not, not what you want when you're hangover. And so I've, I've had to be careful because that's I, that was gnarly. I think it was like the first week I was like, all right, let's go out. It's Friday, and Saturday morning was rough. <laughs> So, but yeah. enough on the carnivore diet, but it's, it's ended up being, being something I'm dealing with here. So,
0: yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, I know we're just at about three o'clock, so I think you got to run and I got to run too. So, um, let's do this, uh, let's do this at least once a week or every other week. If, if we have a time, I'm sure we can think of a lot of things to chat about and just stay social while being distant.
1: Yeah. We should be we should be doing it anyway.
0: Yeah, Um, we should.
1: What does uh, what does next week look like? I mean, what? what?
0: Wide open. I mean, I got things in the. I'm afternoons are generally best for me. Uh, Most of my stuff that goes on is in the mornings. um,
1: Well, Tuesday why don't you just move this invite out to the same time next week? And then as that time comes closer, we can stick with it or we can adjust it as needed.
0: All right. Sounds good. I'll do that.
1: All right, man. Um, glad I got to chat with you, man. I miss you, dude. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, miss you too.
1: I'm, I'm, are you guys like getting with friends at all out there or anything? You guys have any friends over?
0: No, no. We got together with someone on, with a couple on Saturday night. Um, but we haven't seen anyone since then. Um, I might try and golf on Saturday, just keep my distance, um, from people. But other than that, no.
1: So. okay, Yeah. I'm dying to golf I, When I get back to the LA courses are open. You're talking about like big bear, like get a cabin and you don't see anybody and we just, you know, get out of the house we're, we're thinking of ideas. So yeah, let us know if you guys make any plans and we'll see if there's maybe, some
0: yeah if we go we'll go for like if we go we'll go for like two or three weeks uh, so we wouldn't just i mean that's a long drive we not we wouldn't do it for a short amount of time so
1: life lab signing off stay safe life lab we out peace Bye, right, then peace